Welcome to another episode of the Soul Circle Podcast. I am so happy that you are here. My name is Jennifer Beltoff, and I am your host. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. You're not. We are in this together, and which is why when I started this podcast, I also created a corresponding community space where you can meet other listeners, where we can gather, share our hearts, and be seen for exactly who you are. And isn't that what we all need in life? A space where you can show up, totally messy, being yourself, and still being fully embraced. So come on over, hang out with me over there. You can learn more about it below in the show notes or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Now, let's jump in to this week's episode, shall we? And I want to start by wishing all the moms that are out there a very happy Mother's Day. Know that you are seen and you are doing the absolute best that you can. So give yourself a pat on the back and know that we see how hard you try. We see all of the amazing things that you do. And as we see it in you, I want you to see it in you as well. Because that sometimes is the hardest part. We can become our biggest, harshest critics and sometimes comparing ourselves to others. So I encourage you, don't do that, even if just for today, and simply recognize that you are an amazing mom. And you are doing amazing things just by being you. And for those of you who don't have any children, know that there are so many ways that you are mothering others that you probably don't even recognize or realize. You just do it naturally by the way you show up, lending a helping hand, listening, being there. Yes, you're mothering others. And that became really prevalent for me in my life after losing my mom. And seeing all the ways so many other people were showing up for me and filling this wide expanse that was in my heart that you think can only be filled by the love from your mom. But oh my goodness, no, (laughs) others can fill it as well. And I felt this incredible mothering from aunts, my sister-in-laws, friends, strangers, co-workers. It comes from everywhere, and when we're able to open up our hearts and embrace it, we can see, first of all, how deeply we need the love, and also how much it matters when we show up for others. And it's important to allow yourself to open up to the love and invite those people in because they want to give you that tender, loving care. So don't push them away. (sighs) Invite them in. And continue being the amazing person that you are and showing up in the incredible ways that you do. Now, in a few short months, I still cannot believe it, but I am going to become a mom myself. And even saying those words feels a bit surreal. Baby girl will be here in July, which is like a blink of an eye away. And it's funny because, you know, 
when we first found out, it felt like a lifetime away. And you're going through everything and the fear and the wondering and all of it. You run the gamut of emotions and you try to calm your anxiety and all of that. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, it is literally right around the corner. (laughs) How did that happen? And as it is Mother's Day, I have been reflecting on what is it going to be like for me to be a mom? And to be honest, it took a while for Dustin and I to decide if we wanted to have kids or not. We were both very much on the fence, you know. We love the beautiful life we have created. And what would it be like if we were parents? Both of us had no idea. And you never truly know, right, until you're absolutely in it. But we really took our time with making that decision. And there were a few things that were holding me back from actually deciding yes or no. And one thing was, growing up, there were definitely times where my mom and I struggled with our relationship where I was that teenage girl who wanted my mom to know nothing about what I was doing, where I was going, who I was hanging out with. It just, she shouldn't have known my business. That's how I felt, right? (laughs) And filled with all of those teenage emotions and angst and everything, I really pulled myself away. And there were times when we butted heads, when we absolutely struggled with one another and The relationship was strained. And I look at the relationship I have with my nieces and nephews, and I see how close I am with them and what a bond we are developing, even as they grow. And I wonder do I only have that closeness because I'm not their mom, I'm their aunt. I'm separate from having to be at home with them and worry about bedtime. You know, making them eat dinner, do homework, discipline, all that stuff that comes along with being a parent. I can just be the cool Aunt Jenny who has you over for sleepovers and does crafts, right? (laughs) I can play hide and seek with you. I don't have all the extra responsibilities that come along with it. And I love, love, love having that relationship with them. I am so grateful for the time that I get to spend with them, for how close we become. And I hope even as they grow older that they always see me as this resource for them and someone that they can come to anytime. But with my own children, would that be possible? I have a lot of patience when it comes to my nieces and nephews. But again, I'm not in the daily grind. If I'm now in the daily grind with my own child, will my patience be thin? Will I, I don't know, (laughs) will I not know what to say? Will I say and do all the wrong things? Will I not be able to find this bond between us because there is so much other stuff going on? And I'm worried about so many other things. And that really was a huge worry for me. And to be honest, it still is this worry inside of my head, wondering what will that relationship be like between me and my daughter? 
will there be this dream like I had with my mom? And I won't know how to navigate it, even though I was the one putting her through it back then. Will there be all the struggles and turmoil? I don't know. I have no idea. I hope not, right? But there's no handbook for these kind of things telling you how to do it. Every single individual is different. It's all about learning and adjusting to each other's personalities and learning how we all work. And I have no idea what baby girl's little personality is going to be like and how that will manifest between the relationship that we are able to develop or also where our struggles come in from. And the thing with our worries is we can worry about this day and night, right? And we can really allow it to get to us. But we're never, ever truly going to know until we're in the situation. And so I know I have to trust. Trust that I have learned so much along on my journey that I have learned a lot from what I went through with me and my own mom. Knowing the things that I don't want to repeat, knowing the things that I want to expand upon. And man, just taking it as it comes, right? Rolling with the punches because every day will be different. No idea what's to come. It is this total wild unknown. <laughs> Absolutely wild unknown. And I think the biggest thing is I need to trust myself, trust my own intuition and judgment and lean into that without second guessing, without thinking or comparing or wondering if it should be different. No, do what feels right and good for me because that's all we can ever do in life, isn't it? No matter what the situation is, we can only do what is right and good for us. And in order to do that, we need to know what is right and good for us. And so tuning in to my own heart, another fear that I had before saying yes to going on this journey and seeing if we could have kids was what kind of a dad will Dustin be? Just like I am so unsure of what kind of a mom will I be, you wonder, what will your partner be like? I know what it's like with us, you know. I know the, the love and kindness and compassion we have with each other. But now, if there's a child here, how will he be with them? What will that look like? And so unknown, no idea. And of course, you can come up with a million scenarios in your head, right? where you just have no idea what the situation could be like. And you wonder, am I going to have to do everything? Is this going to be a bigger, almost mountain for me to climb? Will I feel alone? Or will we really be in this together? You know, figuring it out, learning along the way. And whenever you're in this state of making a big decision, you're weighing both sides, and most often you're going down the negative side rather quickly and exploring that a lot more than what the positive is going to look like. And I had to step back and realize and look at, wow, we have been together now, we think, <laughs> 12 years, 
And we have formed this great bond and relationship between each other. And we can only hope and work towards that that continues to be that same way as we become parents, as we figure out what this next crazy wild journey is going to look like. Because a big part of me holding back too was I didn't want to disrupt all the goodness that we have right now because it's so good. I absolutely love what we have and the rhythms that we are in with each other and how, how everything flows, how we are both able to just show up and be each other in the most ridiculous ways. And we are loved and accepted for each other. And what a gift that is every single day. But now if you introduce a little tiny human, how does that shift everything? What will that look like? Again, we have no idea. <laughs> no idea. And anything in life that we are wondering about and trying to figure out, we don't know until we're in it. And I realized that I can't live in my head, you know, and come up with all those hundreds of scenarios because half of them probably will never happen. <laughs> Some of them might. And there will be others that are thrown from left field. You're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even think of this one. <laughs> and there it is, and you're faced with it. And you have to figure it out. But one thing I am certainly grateful for is that we did wait and we did take our time and really make sure that it was the right decision for us. But now that it is, oh my goodness, right around the corner, there is this deep, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, almost like there's this blank canvas in front of me. And yeah, we have begun to paint the canvas by adding things, right? A crib, a dresser, a stroller. And I see it coming together. But those are just the surface things, you know? When there is this tiny human in my arms, who will I be as a person? How will I shift and morph and change? Because now my world isn't just revolving around taking care of myself and figuring out what is the right next thing for me. But it's figuring out how do I keep this tiny human alive? <laughs> how do I teach them to be kind and compassionate? To show up with love and grace for others? How do I nurture whatever is their inner calling and how do I help them find that? I look back on my own childhood and where I can see that I always had this passion for reading and writing and how I unearthed it. But how, how can I help someone else do that? Help them see what is really their own talent and skill. How do I form a connection and a bond? Because those kind of things, they're, they're not always easy, right? Forming those connections and being able to allow others to see you for who you are and opening up your heart. And how will that be like with my daughter? And it's going to be 
a journey. For sure. Another thing I wonder about becoming a mom outside of this fear of I have no idea what what kind of mom I'm going to be or what kind of connection I'll be able to form with my daughter or how I am going to change and morph. But it's also, who do I turn to? <laughs> you know? And I think about my mom and when I was younger, I had um, the chicken pox and she had no idea. She thought it was a chicken pox, but she wasn't a hundred percent sure. And I remember she packed me in the car. We drove across town and I went into my Nana's house. I stood on the chair in the dining room and my Nana came over and examined me and she's like, yep, that's it. She's got chicken pox. Who's going to be my person when I'm wondering like, oh my gosh, what does my child have? What do I do next? Because the first thing you think is, oh, I want to call my mom, right? But she's not there to pick up the phone. And I know, as I spoke about in the beginning of this podcast, there are so many people who mother me and who I can call. But with your mom, you don't think twice about it. Or at least I wouldn't have. I would have just picked up the phone and given her a call about anything. And now I might. Think twice before doing it. So that was always one of my biggest things is I don't have that person, you know, that phone a friend that I could say, hey, help me. I have no idea what's happening. No idea. And another thing that held me back and never should have, but was always, and gosh, I don't know if this is something other people feel or if it's just something that I have experienced. But knowing that my mom isn't here and that she wouldn't be able to experience this with me, should I still be doing it? You know? Because with the grandkids that she was able to meet, oh my gosh, they were her whole entire world. (laughs) They were. And she would have done anything for them. Loved, loved spending time with them. And knowing that she's not going to get the chance to meet my daughter just breaks my heart. And I always wondered before saying, yes, you know, this is something I want to try and see what happens to. It was always like, well, she can't be here. So maybe, maybe it's not my path anymore. Maybe my path is just to be on my own. And maybe that is something that has only come up for me. But it is definitely a thought in my head a lot. But I do see now, now that I'm in it and on this journey, that first of all, she is right beside me in so many, so many different ways. And that this is something she absolutely would have wanted for me. And I could just see her radiating smile and know that she would be so proud and so excited and That even though she's not physically here, she is along for the ride and she's here and a part of this journey in so many incredible ways. And I see signs from her all the time, all of the time. The very first baby gift that Dustin and I received for her was this adorable little onesie with sunflowers on it. 
And I couldn't have been more perfect because sunflowers is the flower I think of when I think of my mom and has become really a symbol of her to all of us. And I was like, yep, there she is. She's showing up again. And I know she'll show up again and again and again. And so for me, this, these thoughts, these fears, these wild unknowns, they were all surrounding a big decision that we were making. And that was, do we have kids? Do we not have kids? Yet there are so many things in our lives that we are faced with big decisions. And we weigh out the pros and cons and we try to figure out what is the right path to take? Where do I want to go? And what I really want to encourage you is to tune into your own self. Because there is a lot coming at us and we can play the comparison game from now until forever. And no matter how long we play it, nothing good is ever, ever going to come out of it. There's no point in playing it. And so the biggest thing that I had to learn to do was to shut all of that out. To look around in my own heart. Find my truth. Because once I know my truth, I can stand in that. I can have a conversation about it. I can voice how I'm feeling about what I think can be so positive about this next journey. But what I also think might be so terrifying and might be something that might be weighing over my head. And then you can talk through it and you can figure it out. But you can't do that if you don't know where you stand. If you're looking for others to tell you how you should feel, how you should think, what is the next right thing? We can't do that. We can't. We really need to know yourself really fully and deeply. And sometimes your thoughts, your opinions are not going to be the popular one. And that is 1000% okay. If that is how you really truly feel in your heart, you need to go with that. You need to stand deeply in your truth. So that when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you know that you went through your day with you, truthfully, authentically, you. And you didn't shift or morph and become something so wildly different just because somebody has these expectations of you. You stood, you stood your ground. And I don't mean in a fighting sort of way, but in a, man, I'm proud of myself. I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. And I love and adore this person. And it most definitely has been a journey to get to this point in saying, yes, this is something we want to see if it's possible. And there was a point on the journey when I thought it wasn't going to be possible. And even from now to July, I know I'll be fear filled with bits of anxiety and fear of what's to come. I have no idea what labor is going to be like. No idea. A little terrified of that, right? And then you just pray that baby is healthy, that I'm healthy, that we all come out of this healthy. And that's all you can do. Because there's so many things that are outside of our control. 
And there's so many times that we back ourselves into a corner or don't take the leap and don't go after something because, because of that unknown and that fear. But if you take that fear aside, if you listen to the voice in your heart and you have that inner dialogue to figure it out, and for me, of course, a lot of that inner dialogue was getting it down on paper and writing it out. And I encourage you to absolutely show up on the page and write it out because it will absolutely help you figure out where do you want to go? What is your next right step? What is the thing that is for you in this crazy journey that we are on in life? Where are you meant to be? We still, Dustin and I, will look at each other and like, can you believe we're going to be parents? Did you ever think this was something that was going to happen between us? And no, we, we both can't. And a lot of that, which I'm so grateful for, is because we were living in the moment, right? We were doing the things in the moment that felt right for us. And whether that be traveling or just jumping in the car and going on little adventures, Hanging out and lounging around the house, watching movies, playing Animal Crossing, doing all the things that brought us joy. We were just right there in that moment. We weren't trying to be eight steps ahead. We just wanted to be with ourselves. And I think that's another thing to remember is we can only be where we are in this moment. That's it. We can't be in the past. The past is already gone. We can't leap ahead to the future because we're not there yet. But you can be right here, right now, fully present with whatever it is you're feeling, whether that's happiness, sadness, joy, uncertainty, anxiety, whatever it is, that's where you are. And it's important to recognize and acknowledge that and know that we have no idea no idea what the future is going to hold. I had no idea I was going to lose my mom. No idea. Thought she'd be around forever, right? But that's not what happened. I never thought in a million years that we would be in a global pandemic and that the way that I showed up in life would completely and totally shift. That feeling of exhaustion and like I was running and running and never finding my own footing, my own breath. I thought that was going to be the state of how I had to live forever, right? Where I had to, you know, spend time commuting to work and then jump in my car and race to the next thing that I had to be out after and always feel like I was on the go. And then there's a global pandemic comes and now all of a sudden that routine was completely torn upside down and I found this new way of being and let me tell you I love this new rhythm and routine that I am in so much more than how I was living before I feel more happy grounded overall just better I'm not exhausted I feel like I can take my time and really stop and appreciate. And let me tell you, never in a million years did I think that was something that would be feasible or possible. 
Yeah, it was like a pipe dream. Oh, I would love a work from home job, but that's not going to happen because so minimal of those exist. And now here I have the best of both worlds where I can go into the office and also be at home. Where there's this freedom and flexibility to live my life in this incredible way. And what a blessing that is. But again, it's nothing I could have planned for, nothing I could have leapt into and become. It, it happened. And so the biggest thing is learning to be where you are and learning to shift and change with whatever it is that is to come. Because we have no idea what's on the other side. And I feel like I went through a whirlwind of things in this episode. But I just love being able to sit down and chat with you about whatever it is that's brewing inside of my heart. So thank you for being here, listening and catching my words and my heart. But before we go, of course, you know, I'm going to give you a little writing assignment. And I do hope that you just take even five minutes to jot down a few things. And I want you to really think about any of those fears or anxieties or struggles that might be brewing in your own heart. And is there a way that you can be present in where you are and not worry about what is to come? To recognize that you are doing your best with whatever it is you're doing. You are showing up in the best possible way that you know how. And yeah, will there always be someone saying, well, you could have done X, Y, and Z? Of course. But you don't need to listen to them because you did what you could. And you showed up in this incredible, amazing, amazing way. And how can you stand deeply, deeply in the truth of your own voice? So knowing this is the total package, right? The fear, the anxiety, the unknown. The voices inside your head, all of it. It's life. It's where we are. But when you stand in the truth of your story, when you stand in this inner confidence of this is me and this is how I want to show up in the world. What does that look like for you today? And so begin with the words, today I am. Today I am. And see what comes out. And maybe today you are anxious. Maybe that is what does come out. And that's okay. Recognize it. That's how you're feeling in this moment. The only way to help yourself through it is to acknowledge it instead of Burying it down and pretending it's not happening. So if that's where you are, be there. Maybe today you're feeling excited. Or today you're just feeling pretty badass. <laughs> Whatever it is. Get it down on a piece of paper and allow yourself to acknowledge it. And then come on over to the Soul Circle community and share your heart. Share yourself. I want to see you and hang out with you and just be together. I thank you so much for being a part of this, for listening and tuning in. I will be back next Sunday with a brand new episode. But until then, if you know anyone that would enjoy this episode, please pass it along or leave a comment or review because that is also amazing and so deeply appreciated. And until we meet again here, I wish you a wonderful week ahead and we will talk soon.